0: What you fear longo c Five the Salutation Shades, and welcome back to your one stop shop for all things strange and unusual talking with shadows. The conversation everyone has, but no one wants to admit to. Here with your host, Vic Waitley.
1: And Marcus D. And we got two shout outs today for today's episode. The first shout out, (laughs) we're going to give it to our two newest patrons.
0: What? We got two new patrons? Two new patrons.
1: Zeno Smith and Harold Utley, thank you so much for signing up to become patrons. We appreciate that so much.
0: I kind of hope Zeno Smith might be a 40K fan, because <laughs> I am also a 40K fan. I'm
1: also wondering if he's uh, like the Xenomorphs, like from uh, like from the movie Alien.
0: It's also possible.
1: <laughs> the second shout-out that we're going to give to is uh, our good listener, Daniel C., who actually gave us a recommendation Uh, for what we're going to be drinking today, Daniel sent us over a recommendation to, it was called something called evergreen elderberry. I don't know if you guys, this took a couple of days for it to get to us. Uh, it had to come from the magical land of Colorado (laughs) in order to to get to us. Although looking at it, it like elderberry, this sounds like something that you drink in a Dungeons and Dragons game. I mean, it probably would be. I mean, I, I drink okay. elderberry wine. Point of note, though, that this is not actually alcohol. It's supposed to be some sort of like I think it's a soda or a drink. Look at the look at the ingredients on it, man. Look at the ingredients on it. it the ingredients say sparkling Colorado water and sugar. <laughs>
0: like it's, it is straight sugar water. Wait, there's no there's no elderberries in it or anything.
1: It says natural flavor <laughs> extract and some sort of non GMO acid, but it's mostly sugar and water. <laughs> We're going to crack this open and every single mosquito is going to be like, Hey guys, what's up? I haven't seen you guys in a while. We're going to come over to your house. Boom. All okay, right. Cheers, 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 guys. Cheers to you guys. All right. I'm going to take a drink here. Oh, it's good. Oh, that is tasty sugar water. Oh, <laughs> that is. It's actually pretty good. Are elderberries real? Is that a real thing? Yes, that's, a, that sounds made up. Elderberries are totally a real thing. Sure?
0: I think they're... English?
1: Mm.
0: Don't quote me on that, but I think they're English. I, they're definitely real. I, I drink elderberry wine from time to time. It's not my
1: favorite, really, but I it's really, good. I really thought that it was fictitious. Like It's something that you find like in a Dungeons & Dragons campaign. Which is fun, because we love Dungeons & Dragons. We're too big D&D nerds. And I was I mean, like, this sounds
0: awesome. You still might find it in a D&D campaign, because it's still kind of time
1: appropriate. I'm not going to lie. This tastes way better than what I thought that it was going to taste like. So, I ordered the thing that you're going to do an
0: unboxing of. Oh, that's going to be awesome. Do you you want me to tell them about it? Yeah, we're going
1: to tell them that For years, guys, I've been saying don't do this, but Vic finally figured out the way (laughs) to try to convince me to do this. So, you want to go ahead and share what we're going to be doing soon? Okay.
0: I have ordered a Ouija board, and Marcus is like, if we're going to order that, I want to do an unboxing video.
1: Yeah, I want to do an... I've always wanted to, like... Open one of those, because you find them in the toy store.
0: And we're specifically not getting, like, one offline. We're getting one specifically from the toy store yeah. for your unbox. And I'm
1: going to unbox it now, because I want to see, like, what the instructions on it actually says. Like, to see, like, what they tell you to do, like, how to use this sort of thing.
0: Just so you know, that was so upsetting to Ellie, because at first she was going through looking at all these really fancy <laughs> ones online. We're going to get something from Milton Bradley. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> actually, he's
1: wanting, like, the Walmart one, and she's like... But I want one of these. <laughs> no, I want to see. Can we get like a Simpsons Ouija board, or can we get like a Family Guy? Is that a thing? Like, I, I, don't, I don't. Can we get a theme? I don't one? know. I'm not really a Ouija board guy. Oh, like maybe they maybe they make one like Clue or something like that, where it's like the where it's like the the, the object that killed somebody, like in the game of Clue, like Mrs. like Mrs. Peacock in the observatory <laughs> with the Ouija board. The reason why we, I somehow, I talked him into
0: doing this is uh, we're listening to a podcast and someone brought up the idea: could you contact a UFO using a Ouija board? And I jokingly
1: was like, would you be willing to do this as an experiment? And what was your response? That's not sure. Like again, I don't think that we're actually gonna summon it. dude oh I also like to point out the way that you tried to like sneakily try to get me to do the hard part of this exercise, by the way. You're <laughs> like, yeah, Yo, I'll buy the Ouija board, Marcus, if you find the UFO hotspot. Yeah. That we can go to, like, in Evansville, Indiana. of <laughs> like, no way. That's the much easier task to buy it. At like the Walmart, you still didn't volunteer to do that part. What to go get it? Yeah, I'll, I'll go buy the Ouija board. You can't get too late. It Already bought it. That's fine. We're gonna find the UFO hotspot together. If there is, a, if you guys know of a UFO hotspot, by the way, within near Evansville, Indiana, please comment that below.
0: Right, what within an hour drive? Sure, maybe Sounds even good. a little bit more. I yeah, probably drive a little for further. Like, yeah.
1: Also, if you guys have a drink recommendation for us for the podcast, put it below. You, although you're gonna get the next because this was thirty bucks to order this, which was so worth it by the way because it was good. But I
0: didn't realize you were getting this. I had beer in the fridge for the episode. We get to just use that next time. This tastes,
1: but this tastes just as good. Oh I'll no, it's had, very tasty. I've had like one of their like big things in it said made with real cane sugar, like made with cane sugar. Like the thing good about it is that it comes with like real products, not something that's fake.
0: What I like about it is it's not like overly sweet. Mm-hmm. I do, I don't. I I do occasionally like sweet things, but I don't like things to be really, really sweet. It just has a slight sweet taste to it, and Mm -hmm. that's what I like about it. Even though it has
1: just as much sugar as, like, a can of Coke.
0: Hey, as long as they knock knock down that sweet taste, I don't care.
1: Sure. All right, let's go over some comments, like, from our last episode that we did. Uh, If you guys haven't checked out episode 65, we did a whole episode on dire dogs. Uh, Vic did a deep dive into the study of these large, black, bear-sized dogs. That apparently are known for charging out of the woods and running into people's cars.
0: Not just running into people's cars. Trying like, to re- like drive the car off the road with its massive head.
1: <laughs> so if you have not checked that episode out, go check it out. It is super weird and you just will not find this kind of a conversation just anywhere. Alright. Alicia uh, says, this is what I like about OCS. One of the very few paranormal podcasts that discuss very unusual topics that even the paranormal community doesn't touch on often. OCS, I like
0: I like that abbreviation. I, for I us. do like
1: the OCS. I love that, and, uh, and that's true. This whole month, we're going to be talking about just strange things that people just don't talk about.
0: And that used to be our big thing of us just tackling the most obscure subjects we could well, find. I'm glad to get back to it. I like, I like that.
1: Even if we talk about something that people know, if you guys listen to this podcast, you're going to be hearing conversations that people just don't have. I mean, this is you know we're we're going to be talking about stuff that we think people should be having. We're surprised that they're not having, and you know we try to talk about stuff just differently than other people. Nick Chasbo says, pumped for June. I'm really glad you guys touch on topics that nobody really does in your own research. Uh, All of the top YouTube vids on paranormal conspiracy occult topics are down by channels with millions of subs who have very little interest in topics and just read off wikis. You stand up from the the pack. Cheers, boys.
0: Well, thank you, man. We appreciate that. Cheers to you,
1: Nick. By the way, I'm going to take another drink of this elderberry soda. Mm. (sighs) (sighs) Absolutely. Jack Darby said, "I've heard there was accounts of lycanthropy in Sudan and other parts of Africa. I'm very interested in these because source uh, the source was good, uh, but so far I've heard nothing.
0: Huh? Uh, this one hasn't come across my radar yet. I'm going to need to do some digging into this one, and see what I find. I
1: think there are stories of like where hyenas that come out of that that, that come out of Africa is a thing. I do believe, which would be very interesting for us to touch on. I think that'd be a really cool topic. Oh yeah, like
0: the like." Africa's history with shapeshifters is actually pretty cool. There's mm-hmm. some pretty cool stuff in there. It'll get a little goblin-y at times, but well, it's pretty cool.
1: Also, some of the harder stuff about like getting stuff like out of Africa, like is there's so many eclectic groups, but also a lot of people not connected to the internet. <laughs> yep. So a lot of times you just you do get a lot of these like really local stories. Like that time that we were what in uh, like Leavenworth and we were here oh, and we, yeah, yeah we we're talking to that one kid he was talking about his dad literally seeing like an entire giant beam of green energy shooting out of a tribe <laughs> like a neighboring tribe or something like that I'm like
0: Jesus we should probably reach out to him at some point and see if we can't get him as uh in like a guest spot
1: yeah uh, Izzy twenty eight says uh as you guys heard, have you guys heard of the red shoes conspiracy It's about rich people turning human skin into clothing. No one really speaks about it on YouTube. It's really freaky and scary. I know what are t- I know what you're talking about. Like these photos that there was a photo going around. I don't know if it was in the last year or so of like all of these. I think they were they were senators and stuff, and they all had like these red shoes that they all put like their left or right foot forward in the photo. And a lot of people yeah. speculate that these were made, just made out of the remains of people. No, no, no. no. i I've, I've heard I've heard the conspiracy. I've heard the conspiracy.
0: And I've heard of. Human flesh being made into shoes before, but I don't think I'm familiar with this specific conspiracy. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Uh, Mary Grace says flex, flex, flex. Where's my check, Marcus? <laughs> <laughs> She's got your number. Man. Oh, thank you so. Oh, we appreciate that, man. It's in the. It's in the mail. It's gonna be a post-dated check. That's. That's what. That's what. <laughs> that's what it's gonna be. Oh, uh, appreciate, appreciate that. Yeah. And I'm also sorry guys too, that, uh, this episode's coming in a little bit later than normal. Uh, me and Vic have been uh, a little busy with a lot of stuff. My new job has been just hustling, bustling. Oh man, you have no idea. Like I do a lot of nonprofit work now. If you guys haven't heard, I left the hospital and I was out today doing a lot of community outreach and I was with one of my coworkers and we went to talk with this person and I, I about had a brain aneurysm because we're sitting there and this person is, is telling us about how they think that their house is haunted. And I want to hear so much more. And my coworker just immediately just changes the (laughs) conversation to a fundraising topic. And I'm like, no, please. I know. I wanted to hear so much more about your haunted house. This is so unfair. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, it was just so not fair. Oh, but yeah, but now we're back. We're going to be, on this Saturday, we're going to be recording an interview uh, with Bigfoot researcher Daniel Benoit. I didn't get my wife to, to, reckon, uh, to help me with pronouncing the last name. Uh, if you guys haven't heard, Daniel Benoit is a really awesome uh, Bigfoot researcher uh, that actually hosts his own uh, Paranormal Bigfoot Conference. Uh, he's the author of Learning Bigfoot, as well as this one of the books we're going to be talking about. Uh, as well as we're talking about his Bigfoot conference that he's holding actually here in a couple weeks. So
0: I'm looking forward to our next episode where it's just me and you talking because I have a really weird, a really weird one to kind of wrap up this month. Oh, no,
1: no, 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 Even when we're going to be talking with Dan, I've got some weird questions to ask him about Bigfoot hunting because I know that there's some things that I, that I want to touch on with him that I think I'd be aware of that a lot of other people don't talk about when they talk about Bigfoot hunting, so... But for today, guys, um, I thought we could talk about something a little bit. So I was perusing Reddit. You know, I, I like to get, I like to peruse Reddit. Like if I'm looking for like weird accounts from people, it's a it's a good thing. There's a lot of good subreddits that are that are on there. And I came upon an account from somebody that I thought that was really that was really interesting and it just got my brain just thinking and twisting. Uh, and it was a Reddit poster that was talking of an experience that they had. Uh, and I don't know if it was a man and woman. They don't use any pronouns they liked it and their username was kind of off. But they, they were talking about a time um, in the early 2000s when they were with their dad and their stepmom, and they went to this town called Ashwood, Oregon. Uh, and if you don't know that town, that's a ghost town that's all the way out there in eastern Oregon. Uh, and this, uh, this Reddit user was talking about that they, they were going out there to eastern Oregon with their dad and their stepmom because they were looking for rocks. They were like rock collectors. And apparently, like, this is the place to go. And they knew that apparently somebody in the area, uh, like, had uh, knew like a really good hot spot for finding rocks. So they're driving to this town, uh, and it's way off the beaten path. And if you've never been to Eastern Oregon, uh, Western New Oregon is like a lot of trees. Uh, Eastern Oregon is just like desert and just barren. Well, it's not like a desert, but it's like it's like a lot more open, like a prairie land. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they're talking about going to this this town, and the the one thing that they notice. Whenever they get to, whenever they're driving into Ashwood, is that all of, there's a bunch of trees that block the site of the town as you drive into it. So as you're driving into this town, like you're, it's it's off the beaten path, and you wouldn't even know it was there, off this dirt road.
0: So they get in there,
1: so they're driving into this town, and the first thing that they notice is there's a church, like a little church, With a cemetery that's attached right to it, which they thought was kind of weird, because uh, this person apparently didn't see like a bunch like a church with a bunch a church with a cemetery attached to it, freaked him out. Isn't
0: that pretty
1: standard fare though? Yeah, I think if okay, if you're from a rural area, yes. If you're from like an urban city, not as much. I think if like if you're from a bigger like to me that before before I like met you before like I really got on, like like, went to a lot more rural towns, like, no, this would probably freak me out, because I I wouldn't know about this. Like, no church that I've ever been to has a cemetery attached to it.
0: Really? Like, uh, probably about 50% of the churches back where I grew up had a attached cemetery.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. A lot of the ones that I went to, they they were separate. Okay. So, they... But after the church, which is really the only thing that I think that I can, like, right away, but anyway... But they noticed that there's a there's there's about twelve houses all lined up in a row, all painted the same. They're all gray with blue trim, and they have and they all of all of them have blue tarps over the windows.
0: Okay, that's a little weird. Okay, and no, 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 it's gonna get weirder. Wait, I just have something to throw in here. Mm-hmm. You might think, oh, of course, blue tarps. is probably the only thing you have around. I actually know. The, okay, I'll I'll explain. Why I know this? I used to LARP a lot, and one of the things that LARPs always mm. want is donation. Nerd. are tarps. Oh, you were there too. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and they always wanted tarps, so I would always buy tarps to take into like wherever I was going. And you might think, oh, tar- blue tarps—that's like really common. It's Actually yeah, you not. do see blue tarps from time to time, but if you're buying a whole bunch of tarps like I was. I would. it would be hard for me to get a whole bunch of blue tarps unless it just happened to have all been there. Mm -hmm. And I think that is actually a bit of a peculiar thing. Mm
1: -hmm. I think most of the ones we ever ended up donating were all gray. Yeah, gray.
0: Gray and metallic Metallic. and brown Mm -hmm. and, like, kind of military green were the Mm -hmm. ones I saw most often.
1: Okay, so this Reddit user is is there with their dad, and their dad says that they need to go talk to this woman. Um, And they roll up to the post office, and this is around, like, noon. And their dad gets out, tries to go to the post office. It's closed in the middle of the week. I like noon. And so like he tries to call the post office to see if like there's anybody in there. They can hear the phone ring. Nothing. So he leaves a message. So They decide that they're going to leave and just come and just come back and they're just hauling. They're just going to haul butt out of the town. As they're leaving the town, they uh, the stepmom and the Reddit user says that they see this weird black shape moving through the woods And then a large black dog bolts out of the uh, the woods and runs right into the car, like knocking into the car.
0: Wait, so is this connected to the whole dire dog
1: thing? I had no, dude, I missed this part of the story before we did the dire dogs episode, so no. But it wasn't like bear size. They, they said like a great Dane size. So like, I mean, he's still a big dog. Yeah. But it's kind of like more like a black shuck kind of situation, I would say more than like, or a bargeist more than I would say than like a dire dog. But um, this is a weird coincidence. I, I literally overlooked this part of the story when I, yeah. when, I when I first read it.
0: And this is during the day, right? During the day, like okay. noon,
1: like middle of the day, high noon is time. And so the, the dog immediately hits the car. So they stopped the car. And the was like, what? what's going on? What happened? What just happened? And they're like, there was a dog that ran out of the woods. The dog ran out of the woods. and just ran into the car, like into the car. So he stops and he gets out and he goes around and the dog's gone. Doesn't see the dog. Doesn't see any evidence of the dog actually like running into the car, but it was enough that it significantly like shook the car. Um, and then the, they're like, you know, we're, that's it. We're out of here. They get in the car and they leave. Apparently, like a little bit later in the day, somebody calls her dad or their dad up. And it's a man in a, with a raspy voice saying, oh, no, that lady knew about the rock. She left. She's not been here for a long time. Don't come back. Like, yeah. OK, uh, red flags everywhere. Red flags. Yeah. Like the radio user was freaked out, like she thought, like like immediately thought, like <laughs> vampires had like taken over the city, like with all the tarps blocking all the windows and stuff. And uh, so the radio user was talking to, like, told the story to a friend, like a few. It was like some time later, and the friend didn't seem that all that concerned. And they're like, no, 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 yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. That's one of those shrine towns.
0: Shrine towns.
1: Shrine towns. Yeah, and it's just it's something that's very common. Like, you see these all the time. Like, apparently, like, there's these towns, like, out in the rural nowhere where it's, like, super uh, secluded. And the town is, is, is guarding something in some way, shape, or form. Either there's some entity bound somewhere within the town that they're watching. There's some sort of particular um, special thing about the town that it is that it makes them, like, dislike outsiders coming into the community. And I thought that this was a really weird I searched everywhere high and low to see if I could either find another person talking about this sort of thing. I posted my own post about these shrine towns asking if somebody else had ever like heard this. Nobody ever heard that word before, but other people were commenting on it talking to me about like saying that they know what I'm talking about when you see that there are just some of these towns that just don't like outsiders coming in and there's a lot of people that even talk about that that they've saying that they're sensitive and you know, they could sense evil or something, and we're saying that they've been in some of these towns like this before where they feel like they're guarding something.
0: Okay, let, I got a few things backed up that <laughs> I wanted to talk about here.
1: So that's, I think, a little, a lot about what I wanted to talk about today.
0: Oh, yeah, I, I'm ready to start chewing <laughs> the fat on this. Uh, yeah. Okay, first want going to throw it out. I, I came from a very small town. I mean, somewhere between two and 300 people live there at most, and... People came through all the time, and we were always super nice to them. It's not like just one of those things where, like, small isolated towns. And our town was pretty isolated. Um, like we we were we we had no issue with strangers coming by. You might get an odd look sometimes back when I was growing up if you had weird colored hair. But nowadays, the girl who works at our only store has bright colored hair, and everyone's cool with it now. And we're we're perfectly friendly now. Very prog-
1: very progressive back. Have we said where you're from?
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm from Hayden,
1: Indiana. By the way, which I've been there, and I've been there several times. They're the, Hayden has a population of 250 people. Nicest people that you are ever going to meet. I remember going. We went to. I think it was. They called it the Rock, the Rocky Top. Yep.
0: The Rocky Top is the oldest um or like diner on Highway 50, and it's actually just right outside of Hayden.
1: Nicest people. We went in there with your godfather, who hadn't been in there or been in there for like a while. Still remembered his order. They were very welcoming of us. You hadn't been there in a while before when we were at the hub, and they still. We were actually there the other day. They were still going to make you omelets, even though they had stopped serving omelets at this. Uh, was it a gas station? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like years ago, like the nicest people that you will that you will ever meet.
0: Oh yeah, and like I just want to make it clear, like most small towns are not like this. Just to kind of point out the unusualness of this, in my experience, most small towns are are generally very friendly, like extra friendly compared to most places.
1: Also, now for the record. Uh, And for the point of argument, I've also done a lot of home-based casework. And I've driven to a lot of rural cities in southern Indiana. And there are also some towns that look like they are on the set of The Hills Have Eyes right before they say action. (laughs) Okay, I am fully aware that this is a thing. That there are some just creepy as F all places that you can go that are not as welcoming as Hayden, Indiana, by the way.
0: (laughs) But one of the other things I wanted to bring up is the possible bargeist. Yes, it's kind of odd that it's being seen during the day, because it was during the day at that point. Right. And it's a little odd that it, that it rammed a truck. I've heard of them chasing them or scratching at them. I've not really heard too much of them ramming them. Mm-hmm. But an interesting connection is she pointed out the church had a cemetery. Yes. And I, I know they didn't have a pronoun for it. I'm just going to go with she. Are you familiar with um Church grims?
1: Church now let's go oh, no.
0: It's a specific form of bargeist that can be created through ritual to protect a church's cemetery. And I've heard a few folkloric descriptions of how this ritual can go about, but one of the more common ones I've heard is that the first thing that's laid to rest in the cemetery becomes the guardian for the cemetery. And they usually didn't want that to be a person because they want the person to go to heaven. So usually, and this is, I believe, a Catholic ritual, a rural Catholic ritual. They'd usually kill a dog and lay it to rest first in the cemetery, creating this spiritual dog creature, basically a bargeist. But in this situation, it's specifically referred to as a church grim. And it's supposed to be like just a guardian of the area, and it has that very hellhound bargeist sort of description. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, it's all dark, it usually has red glowing eyes, it can appear and disappear, things along those lines. I thought that was an interesting connection, particularly since um, the poster had pointed out the cemetery in
1: the church. I wonder, too, like, if, if this had the reason about why, like, in the middle of the day, this, this creature felt the need to, like, attack these people. Like, they were coming, to, maybe... You know, I don't know if maybe there were, maybe there were, maybe there's a whole town of vampires and that's why nobody was there during the day. Cause they didn't meet actually anybody during the day and it was trying to drive them away in case maybe one of them like, like may go back and open one of these doors.
0: Well, I mean, if it's a church, grim in theory, it could potentially be controlled it's mm-hmm. a ritually created supernatural
1: creature. There's just some sort of, like, rural wizard or rich witch out there that's like, Attack these people! Come to look for our shiny rocks! These are our shiny rocks! You will not <laughs> take our
0: rocks, you urban usurper! The other thing is, maybe it's just overly protective. Mm-hmm. Like, overly aggressive. <laughs> it's Because <laughs> like, we don't know where they were driving. We don't know if they were close to the church or the cemetery at that mm-hmm. point.
1: Yeah, the time that they were leaving. Mm-hmm.
0: Just, just a connection I made from the story.
1: But, like, this isn't the only type of thing that I've heard of something similar to this, with these idea of these shrine towns, or there's something being, like, connected to this. Like, we ran into this in Mammoth Cave, like, when we were down there. Like, we were down there, we were talking to that lady who was the Reiki master, and she was talking about, like, uh, Mammoth Cave Baptist Church that's in there. It's in there, saying that something was bound specifically to the church, Mammoth Cave Baptist Church, and people went up there and released it. Whenever we were up there and it went into supposedly mammoth cave is what she said. Whenever we were there, and you know, there were times in which we went up there, and the church is still being utilized to this day. Uh, when we when we were up there, there was a whole bunch of weird paranormal activity that was Wait, going on when we were some, there.
0: When we went to check it out afterwards, there were some odd goings on. Like mm-hmm. there were some odd things happening. Mm-hmm. We're eventually going to put all those all the video together and get it to you guys, but that was an interesting trip. We're actually planning on going back yeah. at some point. Mm-hmm.
1: And this wasn't even the uh, this was and again this not even that. I've, uh, have you ever heard of the sh- uh, the the shrine in Boone, Iowa? No, no, no. I was Tell talking about more. that. Yeah. So but this guy, this old man, like in his like late seventies, built this massive like almost one story shrine like right across the street oh, from his property. Oh, this is that
0: thing you showed me the picture yeah, of. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, and like nobody in the town will talk about, like nobody really know claims that they know why this guy built this. And this guy literally just built this massive artwork sh- oh, shrine literally across to you from his house and so put the photo of it, um, like on our Patreon for people so that they could see it. And, uh, and, and like anybody that tries to interview this guy about why that he sees it, he immediately becomes defensive about it. And, uh. And, like, refuses to say, he's like, I don't want to effing talk about it. And it's pretty hostile and aggressive, like, with people surprisingly wanting to talk about this massive piece, this massive shrine that you've built in front of your house.
0: I I looked at it, and I was trying to find anything that had any telltale occultic symbols or mm-hmm. anything like that. And I guess the picture I had wasn't super detailed, but nothing jumped out on me specific on what it could be related to based on iconography, The only thing I was seeing, it kind of struck me a little bit like a fairy house Mm -hmm. where, um, like, say, if you're doing work on your land and you believe that there are fairies there, you have to be careful because, say, you end up turning over a rock and that rock is a fairy's house. Now the fairy's going to, like, do bad things to your Mm -hmm. family. They'll try to steal your children or kill your livestock or foul your crops and things like that. Like, people in um, parts of Europe... Take this stuff Mm -hmm. very seriously. It's more of a rural tradition. So if you're going to be doing work in the area where you think the fae are, you build them a fairy house. That way, if you do turn over the wrong rock (laughs) and mess their stuff up, they'll go live in the fairy house instead. And there's even a tradition where um, you build the fairy house before you do the work, and then you go to like where you the hill or the tree or where whatever Uh your family has always said that's where the fairies live. And you negotiate with them to move into there before you do the work. And supposedly, if you can't succeed in the negotiation, you just you just don't do it. And I kind of feel like it had
1: a little bit of a fairy house vibe to it. Yeah. But it was very odd that the guys just seemed shocked that like net, like that people would just even come and ask him about it.
0: I mean, it's very I mean, peculiar how hostile he is about yeah,
1: it. Yeah, like he's just like he's very like he he will not he won't even come up he won't even come up with a lie. As to what even that it is, like not even just saying, yeah, it's just some art that I built just because I like it. That's all you gotta say. Like he won't even, he won't even, he won't even lie about it. Like to
0: perhaps the, like, he's under some sort of agreement with a supernatural creature. Perhaps I guess that uh, he won't speak of the matter.
1: I guess. And I mean, it's not even, and and there's so many more examples of this that people just don't even realize. Like Northern Evansville, like in Northern Evansville, there's a whole group of people that. Uh, it and it like Evansville in politics. I do people like don't get it. There's like the city of Evansville, and then there's like rural Evansville, which is like right outside of it. And it's two very different, um, it's very, it's two very different areas. Like, it really is. Like, when they merged our city and our county governments, like the people in the county got really, really crappy about this because of what happened. Like, they just saw themselves as like just a different community. There's a community like way up in northern Indiana that I know you know about these people that like. I don't know if they worship or they—they're just out there. and They're these caretakers of this area with supposedly with this entity bound under the earth up there, like up there. You remember? Remember they? Okay, I'm giving him a look because I am not recalling you, you, this. Remember they? Remember they were talking about this? You said that they were dealing with some huju stuff up there. I'm not trying to name drop a particular group. Oh, oh, yeah, yes, yeah. I know who you're talking about. I'm now. not trying to name drop, name drop the specific group because the specific group because I don't want them mad at. It, but this is just a a Type of thing that happens that, yeah. The, yeah, there are these people that are out there that have the that are very pagan. Uh, I mean, they I mean, out there, I don't know if I'm using the correct word because I'm trying to use a word that's not, I know the name of the occultic. group, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, people. occultic people. I know the name group. of the group, I just don't want to say it like on, like on this because I'm trying to give them some privacy for you know, they were allowed the to be out there and yeah.
0: practice however they like, yes, but but, but I've I, known uh, some people involved with yes. it and they were up to some.
1: Weird if, stuff. If you,
0: if you believe in occultic stuff, they were up to some super witchy shenanigans.
1: Yes, and I know the, people. Yeah, and I also know people people within that <laughs> within that community uh, that are out there, and they're not the most receptive of people. I mean, they're just not. I mean, so there's just there does seem to be this weird phenomenon, and I would call that a shrine town. I would call that a particular community of people that have this occultic that are tied to some sort of occultic entity out there. That are they still out there? Yeah. Uh, no. Well, sorry, the people that I know of that I knew are are not up there, but I do believe, yes, I do believe there are some of them that are still there. But the ones that I personally knew, no, no, they moved.
0: Okay, I knew that there was a guy involved with them at one point that I I knew him, me and him were not friends, but it seemed like he was trying to take it in like a real, like, drink the Kool-Aid cult sort of direction.
1: Right, right.
0: But but something else around here that really strikes me as a shrine town more so than that. (laughs) You probably know where I'm going. Yeah, we're going to talk about Dogtown.
1: Yeah, we're going to talk about Dogtown. It's just another community in Evansville that's down by the river where the flood wall ends, and they're not the most welcoming of people.
0: Like, no, it'll get weird. I very rarely ever... Been in Dogtown without being followed. Yeah, it's I've been down there very too. very yeah. unusual. I remember, the,
1: I remember the time we went down there with Ellie and someone flashed us down when she was driving and she stopped the car and I'm in the backseat lying like, why are you stopping? Keep going! And the weird thing is, it's not uncommon for, if you're back there,
0: someone will just start flashing their high beams and try to get you to pull over. Yeah. And then they'll just lie to you. Yeah. Just lie to you to try to get you out of there.
1: And there's all sorts of weird stuff that we've talked about down there with the bridge down there that's in Dogtown. There's some sort of weird Dog creature that's been sighted like within that particular area. There's all sorts of haunted buildings that are haunt that are in there. Spatial a lizard on- man sort of yeah. thing. Spatial, Spatial anomalies. anomalies. Yeah, it, like it's all sorts of weird crap that's down there, and the people are just not nice. Uh, that's down there. They're very like I would call Still Kansas a shrine Town. I would call it yeah. as well. There's a portal to hell that's there. They're very not welcoming to people that go down there. Oh, wait,
0: I wanted to tell them one of the stories about us getting flagged down in Dogtown. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're driving along. I can't remember. if were, were you here with me for, do you know the story I'm about to tell? Which one? Okay, I'll get into it, and you tell me if you were there. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're driving around, and I think it was Ellie driving, and someone starts flashing their high beams, getting her to pull over, and for some reason she pulls over. I'm, I'm, no, I'm, no, no, no. I
1: think we're talking about the same one. Yeah, 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 And the guy
0: comes up next to our car and goes, hey, you know the cops are around here. <laughs> There's this big drug bust, like, like a bunch of people were just, over there, they're shining doing their, doing, they're doing cocaine and stuff, and now the sh- cops are looking for everybody. Yeah, they're, they're just sh- arresting anyone who, who they can find. <laughs> I know, they're,
1: they're shining their lights. They're looking for somebody. I don't know who it is.
0: Yeah, and we're like, okay, what? So we go to investigate the area where he said all this was going on, the where all the cops were, and we get there, and there's no one there. There's nothing. There's nothing.
1: nothing, nothing.
0: But yeah, they'll just pull you over and lie to you to get you out of there, and there's not... A big history of people going there, down there, and doing violence and stuff like that. So,
1: okay, so I, I have to ask you now, and because I, I wanted to talk about, like, because I want to talk about this like concept of shrine towns, because I, I was, I've been mulling this over for the last three days when I'm at work, because I don't want to be, you know, because I'd rather be thinking about this stuff than work, and it got me thinking a lot about the Satanic Panic in the '80s. Yeah. You know, like a lot of times think during that time, like a lot of people are talking about seeing like weird occultists and they call them Satanists out there. There's a couple accounts of people out there doing some weird who's you occulty stuff.
0: I mean, there are occults out right. there. Right. No, 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 yeah, you no, know,
1: it's a thing. So, what I'm wondering is also at the same time, like with the 80s, this is the rise of like the di- the digital age and mass communication that's going on. Do you think a lot of, like, with the satanic panic, like, what's going on is a lot of these, like... Because people know about the shrine towns in their area. They're not shocked about them. They know these things. Like, do you think that what that was was more or less more people coming into contact with other community shrine towns? And, like, this is just being, like, expressed across... Like, to the outside world now?
0: I could potentially see it. Well, the thing is this. I've never heard the term shrine town before you brought it up. Right. But when you describe what it means... I have ran into those right. before,
1: and a lot of people. What happens is, in the paranormal, is they they don't know the words to use, so they do their best. So that's again, they're you know they see something in the occult, they don't know what it is, so the word satanist gets thrown out. I can and, see
0: that being very easily right, associated with right. it.
1: and that's I mean, that's one of the hardest things about the paranormal is terms. Is, is like, am I using the same terms as you? And so, like, if people don't know what's going on in many of these shrine towns, like, the term Satanist could easily be thrown out by, like, just Christian people just talking, trying, trying to describe what they're seeing in many of these shrine towns.
0: Well, think about it like this. When people do randomly stumble upon these occulted groups, what's the description that they always give?
1: They're occultists. Oh, sorry, they're in they're in robes, like hooded yeah, robes. What, what color ch- robes? Black robes and they're chanting weird things. <laughs> okay.
0: And then if then for example, if you asked a random person, what do you think a satanist cult would look like? What would they say?
1: Black robes, upside-down crosses, chanting dark Latin rituals.
0: I mean, yeah, and these, sacrificing animals. Do I think these are necessarily Satanists? Probably not like the Lavey Satanistic Church—they seem like they have other a, a whole other thing going on, um, but I think that they could have been becoming aware of small occultic groups out there and then mislabeling them Satanists. I could see that being a likely possibility. And probably, and probably some are. Probably some were yeah. Satanists.
1: So my, I guess my question is, is why, why is it that there's so many of these that are met with so much? Aggression and hostility. I'm we've ran into this. Other people have ran into this. I, there's there's sometimes when it's just even just not necessary. Like like not necessary. I've even seen just this level of just uh, you know just the I don't want to rudeness. Like there's just this this standoffishness.
0: And there was a. A investigator checking out this new anomalous zone that he won't share where it is. <laughs> and he found out about it because of someone who is exploring in that area. And one of the locals just pulled up next one and pulled a gun on him. He was like, you better get out of here. I mean, this is... That's more extreme than most of what we've encountered. But even what we've encountered, I would say, goes beyond normal rationality.
1: Right. Like, I, I... I understand a lot when we've had conversations before in the past about the reasons about why people often use magic. Is using using it like a lot of people use it as a means for for power, or you know they'll use it, they'll, they'll use it kind of as a shortcut. Like I I think even the layperson that stumbles upon this though wouldn't even know how to utilize that. They wouldn't even know what to do. Like I don't even see that as like necessarily like a direct threat. Like even if you drove past this shrine, you wouldn't even know what to do. Like like when I was out there like a mammoth cave, if that didn't entity was bound. I wouldn't know what to do to even mess with that situation.
0: Well, we're currently working off the theory that these shrine towns are built around some paranormal force. Like, say, if we're going to use the example of Dogtown, we would probably assume the entity associated with the bridge. Mm -hmm. Um, If we're assuming that in these sort of shrine towns that there are people engaging in these rituals, and you're asking me how would they know it, perhaps whatever entity is bound there told them that it... Maybe they were taught by a supernatural being how to use that. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time in folklore that something like that had occurred. Now, I'm not saying that there's some sort of dark cult in Dogtown and we need to all go get them. I think there's some very peculiar things going on in Dogtown, like, and it has an interesting
1: paranormal history. Like, you can go there during the day and be just Oh, fine. yeah, <laughs> go during the day. If you're going to go, go during the day. My grandparents used They're to talk. They're fine during the day. They used to have a restaurant there, my grandparents were like, oh, yeah, I used to love going down to the Dogtown Tavern down there. It was great.
0: Oh, yeah, and I've never had one issue going to Dogtown during the day. It's not at night. At night, you will likely have some issues. Um, but if you're asking where do these Rituals originate from no no no. I, I said would... where does this
1: hostility like come from is what I'm saying. Like it just seems like it's just even like unnecessary. Like
0: if we're going with the theory that it's associated with these shrined
1: entities, how likely they're possibly being protective of it. Like I I wonder, like sometimes like I I wonder sometimes too if if something is happened. And I don't and I don't know if I'm off the rails. Maybe, but like it's almost like it's a. Like, it's a guilt thing. Like, maybe, like, if something bad had happened and they just realized this and they just don't want people snooping around, and maybe that's the reason why they're just being so standoffish about it. Like, I, do, I don't know. Like, I, it, it's just, it perplexes me. Like, I don't know. Like,
0: like what do you mean by a guilt thing? Like, you be a little, say, little more specific.
1: Like, say, like, something uh, bad happened in a community, they're covering it up, they're doing something hinky, or who do they know, that they know that they shouldn't be doing in that particular area for some sort of reason. Like, when you know you're in the wrong, and you know you're not doing something okay, right? It affects you, right? Makes you yeah. feel bad. It starts affecting your behavior. Like, I wonder if that's something that's going on. If this just deep down, they know. Like, in some of the, I'm not saying all these places. I'm saying in some of these places. And I'm always saying that because I've experienced this with people becoming very overtly hostile to me. Let, like, let me let me post. Like the, that that happens.
0: Let me word the situation slightly differently.
1: Mm.
0: How do you think if there was a isolated community of people that are working with a paranormal likely negative entity and based on what i've heard about these people i'd assume probably it's a negative entity how do you believe those people would behave probably probably paranoid standoffish yeah yeah and they're probably not going to be in the especially if this entity is powerful enough it's interacting with them and causing normal paranormal effects normal paranormal effects the usual paranormal (laughs) effects within its its radius I would I would suspect that these people are probably emotionally damaged individuals. I like, I'd assume that this is causing distress in their life.
1: I like how we're so off the beaten path in this conversation. We're talking we about out there. we're, we're talking out about there. normal paranormal <laughs> effects, and we all just kind of understand what we're talking about. Like we, normal paranormal effects, ghosts, shit moving, uh, you know, uh, time space anomalies, whatever, Mar- ob- Marcus, uh, objected by aliens. <laughs> <we're>, <laughs> like this is all normal. Like we're, we're talking, talking about not that.
0: We're talking about isolated towns <laughs> worshiping it-bound entities <laughs> and driving people away. We are we are way out there. Uh-huh. So, if these shrine towns are real, do you think if? that? I know we've we've encountered things that are very similar, and I would say likely this is true. The thing is, like my issue with it is more in the minutia. Right, it's like I know that there are weird communities out there that will act unreasonable for no apparent reason, that are also associated with major paranormal activity. Right Um, now, I don't know for I don't know that they're worshipping them. Maybe they're getting these black robes to go try to dispel it, and they don't want anyone like interrupting the ritual or something. Like I say, my I do believe these things exist. It's just it's the minutiae I have issue with. Also, but but I haven't got to my actual question yet. Very point. Okay. Um, Do you think that these are all groups that independently came about in isolation of each other? Yeah. And then just all evolved in the same direction? Yeah, I do. Then I would say that... I don't think it's connected. Probably they would have to have a similar sort of entity at the center of it all for Uh, them to be guided into that very specific sort of direction. Not not necessarily. Not necessarily. Sorry, an entity with similar motives at
1: least. Well, okay. Like... I still think that element in, the, in these very isolated towns. I think many of the many like elements of a rural town are still there. You want to stay in your town because you grew up in this town. Yeah, you have town pride. Yeah, your yeah, your friends and family from this particular area. That's why you stay in this particular area.
0: Up to the point I moved away from Hayden, I was dead set I was going to die in Hayden.
1: Right. You know you. That's the reason about why you stay in these communities. Now, if you have some sort of weird, major, like bizarre entity that's in town that that has existed forever. You as a town have probably come to an understanding about how to deal with it or how to come to terms with it. Maybe somebody coming into town. uh Maybe somebody coming into town. He's looking uh, for the bottle of room to have another soda. Yeah, maybe somebody coming into town, they're worried about them messing it up. And that would be a threat to them leave, living in this town.
0: Oh, yeah. And I would assume that this aspect of aggression stems from outsider's being
1: interlopers. Yeah. I mean,
0: uh, I'd assume that, that that would be a part right. of it.
1: Now, think about, like, say, like, let's go back to your hometown of Hayden. Imagine Hayden, there there was an entity that they had taken care of that was in the particular there, but they all get to stay in Hayden because they, they've learned to handle this. And then Marcus D. comes along, and I've come to this town, and I might mess with that in some sort of sure way that may threaten their town harmony. Like, how do you think the town it of may Hayden? may even anger the entity. Yeah. Like, how do you think that the town of Hayden then would respond to Marcus D? Probably. they do
0: everything they could yeah. to get rid of yeah, him. Yeah, that's
1: what I'm saying. So maybe in the end, it's not. That's the reason about maybe where all this hostility and aggression is coming from is they're seeing this person coming into the town as a threat to that to to their community in that regard.
0: Well, I think that we still have some fat to chew on this. <laughs> I know. Are we continuing this conversation into the. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: We'll, we'll keep going. We may, we may end up touching on something else. I'm not. Sure, kind of wherever the conversation is going, but like, what do you, what do you guys think? Like, do, have you guys ever experienced one of these shrine towns? Have you guys do you guys call them something else? I would love to know if you guys call them something else.
0: I've never heard a term for it before. I haven't
1: either. Like, what like what would you guys like? What would you guys call these things? Have you had an experience with one of these? Put it in the comments below. Why do you guys think there's just so much like a lot of like hostility that comes from many of these committees when somebody comes in? Someone
0: needs to make a road map.
1: I agree. Like, like somebody like us.
0: After we get the new office.
1: Like, if you liked the episode, don't forget to comment, like, share, subscribe. Hit the notification bell. If you're listening on YouTube, hit the notification bell. That way you stay up to date whenever we put out a new episode. Um, And if you're listening on iTunes, leave us a review. Or if you're listening to anywhere where you can leave us a review, please leave us a review. And like we said at the beginning of the episode, comment a a drink suggestion. (laughs) 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 We need some more suggestions for some drinks. Daniel was uh, pretty on the mark with his elderberry stuff, which I like. But, so we really appreciate that, man. But until next time, guys, keep believing.
0: Because we'll keep listening.
1: All right, let's slide into the pillow talk segment of this podcast. This part of the podcast is where we continue talking a little bit more about the topic or possibly even a new topic. And to make sure you turn us off, if you would like to catch the rest of this awesome podcast, all you have to do is go over to our Patreon and sign up for as little as a dollar a month. You get all of the rest of these awesome podcasts, as well as bonus videos that we put up there. And if you're a $2 a month or more uh, member of our Patreon, you get to vote on our poll for the theme of each month. And right now, the current themes right now are hairy humanoids, ghost towns, time-space anomalies, and strange earth theories. And it pretty much is almost a four-way tie right now. Oh, Wow. Yes, so you guys are going to have to go sign up, so that way you guys can vote and break the tie to see what we're going to be talking about.
0: Okay, there's something I want to get back into from the original story we have not really touched on yet.
1: I agree, and there's something else I want to get into too, which is my second elderberry here. Oh, yeah, I busted mine open just a while ago. Hand me the... uh, the Oh, there we go, the bottle opener. Thank you. Dan, you are a genius, good sir, by the way, for the suggestion. This is delicious, by the way.
0: you know what the episode's coming up i'm gonna mix you a handcrafted drink i want to see what you think about it but i'm not going to tell you what's in
1: it no you okay the, the very first drink that you ever mixed for me was a joke drink called a submit mix <laughs> which <laughs> was like bailey's something else and then you're like screw lunch or something and it tasted like